What is up, guys? Welcome to the Follow That Fear podcast, a podcast dedicated to empowering you to follow that fear and take it one step at a time. I am so freaking excited today. I have my first ever guest, my first ever guest, guys. This is like a long time coming. And to be honest, when I started this, podcast like I wanted to have guests on the show but you know it's hard it's it's hard to start that so I had to like get going before I had my first guest but today's guest is very special to me she is a woman I look up to I admire I respect she's my friend my mentor and honestly I've learned so so freaking much from her she is my former manager and she literally helped me in so many freaking ways. Wes Everson. Wes Everson is a senior manager at Adobe and an expert in all things learning and development. She is, I think, an even better people manager. And she's a coach. She's a swimmer. She is my mentor. I just adore her. So I hope you enjoy this episode where we discuss imposter syndrome and everything that kind of goes under that bucket, like why we feel the way we do, how, ways to fight imposter syndrome, what is imposter syndrome. Listen in. Let me know what you think. This is pro- definitely my favorite episode I've ever made so far because I have my mentor on. So I hope you enjoy the show. She firsthand has helped me like combat my own imposter syndrome and just has helped me through an insane amount of insecurities at work, not only as like a freaking woman at work or a Latina at work or the times where I like put myself down for like not being like at a certain status at work. She has helped me just... I don't know, man. This woman's just badass. Uh, Her name is Wes Everson, and she's a senior manager at Adobe Systems. She is, I mean, I can go on about her for like an hour of this whole podcast. Um, So I want to introduce you to Wes Everson. Hi, Wes. Hey, thank you for having me. That was quite the intro. I am (laughs) so excited. I know, I'm like blushing, but... um, you're I'm one of your biggest fans so this is an honor for me to be on here and watching you put all of this together and follow that fear being a fan and follower of all of that and I'm really excited for your listeners for all that's to come for them uh and I'm sure you have an incredible audience just just based on your message so yay I'm excited so <laughs> well so I I owe a lot to you I owe a whole freaking lot to you so let's get down to the nitty-gritty to give you guys a little bit of background Wes and I worked together starting about four years ago three three and a half four years ago and uh she was I was a coordinator on on our training team and she became a trainer. And I remember she was like, everybody wanted her to get to fill this job. And like the CEO of our company called her 
and was like, can you please be a trainer at, in on this team? So like, I didn't know her at this time. I naturally I, said no. Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> says no. Well, that's the kind of badass she is. Um, <laughs> but I didn't know her at this time. And I was just like, wow, the CEO called her <laughs> to put her on this team. Long story short, she got on the team. Her influence her grit, her hunger added such an energy to our team that even our manager, like I even felt that our manager, like it just changed the pace and it affected our manager, our manager's manager. It was just, she was a force, like when she started on the team and, um, let me, how do I, ex how do I make this quicker? Long story short, a lot of changes happened on our team. Our company got acquired and she for the first time ever was handed a team of at that time it was one two three four five people is that right right I think it was six it was everyone yeah our last trainer yeah 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 she was handed six like you, you guys these not just six <laughs> like employees but these are like six pretty seasoned employees some of us were younger but like everybody had experience in their job um she became a senior manager head of training for our entire organization and also want to put it in there she was pretty young she's younger than me you know and like and i'm i mean i'm young too okay <laughs> Very young. we're all young <laughs> um but on, you throw that into the mix and it was just like super badass. So I want my audience to hear from you, like bring yourself back to that time when you were not even handed just this team, but literally a hot mess of a, of a training program. We had just gotten acquired guys. Like we, there was such, it was just a mess. It was a mess in so many ways. How bring yourself back and how, how did you feel at that time? Like, what was going yeah, through your head? I know. My like palms are starting to sweat. Think putting myself back <laughs> there. <laughs> um, I kind of in a very similar situation now. Um, kind of starting from the ground up again. But it was a lot of teeth grinding at night. I want to say mm -hmm. uh, a lot of night sweats. <laughs> um, but I was excited too. I was I was honored. I was excited to have that opportunity and the you guys were my favorite part. I mean, I loved and respected all of you. So that part, I was like, this is going to be amazing. I have all these ideas. Like Mealy wanted to jump into the people management side of it and super conscious of my age, super conscious of my time in industry versus other people's times in industry. I was managing for the first time people who had been managers before. Um, so I knew that the stakes were high. I'm starting to sweat a little bit now talking about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, a very nerve wracking time for me, but also a very exciting time. And I think it was the you know, you're supposed to be nervous, but excited. I had coaches who told me that my whole life. Like if you're not nervous, something's wrong. Um, but also if you're not excited, something else is wrong too. So you're supposed to feel that way. And I think I took comfort in that at that time of like, this is how you're supposed to feel. Um, and that means all the switches are turned on. So I think that's how I felt. And so like, what were the first times 
because I know you went through a lot, like in, especially in the first like six months, I mean the whole time, but the beginning you were really rebuilding and you had to like really work, work one, work with a lot of high level folks and mm-hmm. be yeah. the voice and the leader of our team. Um, do you remember any moments where you were like, what, how the F did I get here? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I, I had like, I'm fooling everyone. I'm just a regular person. Oh my gosh. All the time. Um, <laughs> there, you know what? I'll think back to one moment and I think this is where it actually flipped for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told and I think it was different because uh, you know my predecessor had a very established leadership role with that leadership group and leadership had kind of turned over so in my mind it was like okay well these shoes that I'm filling it already has a voice it already has a seat at the table I need to fill that voice I need to fill the seat at the table I don't have time to worry about whether I'm qualified to sit at the table I just need to sit there Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think what helps always I've always been you know I've always been a very team oriented person. I grew up on teams my whole life. Um, very, cl- if I could just go into a quick story. Yeah, yeah. Very, cl- very classic thing of me. Um, I was a competitive swimmer growing up, and my times were faster on a relay, which normally, you know, they are, but drastically faster on a relay than if it was my own individual event, which very like, I'm not, I'm not like, putting myself in a harder situation. But, you know, when I knew that people were counting on me, I, something in my body changed and I just, I did whatever it it took. And very much in my professional life, it's the same way where when I know I have a team of people counting on me, I I have this out of body, like you don't have time for fear. You don't have time, you know, for your, for your insecurities. You just got to go. And then like, you know, when it's all over and I have some decompression Mm -hmm. time, I'm like, what the hell? That was crazy. But in the moment you're kind of just like, you know, you're, you're very much in the, almost in the passenger seat of your own body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember this happening when um, I was asked to speak in an executive update and I like prepared so hard and I, you know, made my slides and I practiced it and I was ready and I was sitting in, you know, a peer's office and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to do this alone. I have someone else who's on this call too. And we're sitting together and we don't get to my part of the presentation. Uh, and I was pissed. <laughs> I was like so angry. And I remember just being like, this is, this is bullshit and blah, blah, blah. And kind of like the, my team deserves that seat at the table and I'm supposed to have that seat. And, you know, and so I, I kind of did this tailspin mm-hmm. and a little bit of that insecurity started to creep in because I'm like, is it because people think I don't deserve this seat at the table? And that's mm-hmm. when a little bit of imposter, like, is it because yeah. like, I'm really not seen as that person yet as that leader yet. Um, and uh, again, I just didn't have time for it. So I emailed and said, all right, great. So when am I presenting next? Uh, because that I get the first slot next time. Because again, I just yeah. I didn't have time for Who it was to, this to wall on that. To? Was it like the head of the organization? Yes. Okay. I just want to throw that out there because like people need to hear that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I and totally I, and I think that. I was like, what's the worst that can happen? I mm-hmm. guess. 
um, is always my thought, like, okay, worst case scenario is like, who the hell are you? Like, you're lucky you even were invited maybe to get to speak. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I was like, um, no, I prepared. This is yeah. wrong. And I listened to that, pre- that whole presentation. And I was like, uh, there was a whole lot of gobbledygook. I don't know if that's the word my mother always uses. <laughs> You know, it's a lot of like fluff and buzzwords. And I was like, no, I had real data. I had real stats. I had real things to share. You watch others present and you're like, hmm, okay. Yeah, I can definitely do that. Uh, and so there yeah. was a little bit of that going on too. Really quickly, I want to just share, and I should have done this in the beginning, guys. Sorry. Um, I want to just share what I found online of like the definition of imposter syndrome. So imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persists despite evident success. So it's basically when you're, you have these feelings of like, I'm inadequate. I don't deserve to be here. I'm not the right person for this. Although you've gotten yourself there. Although your experiences and your experience in general have like led up to this. But sometimes when we get into these, whether it's a new job that we have or a new team, or maybe you want to, you know, maybe you want to write a book about something you really know, but you're like, who the hell am I to write a book? I don't know anything. But really when we take a step back, we're like, wait, I do actually, I can write a lot about this certain subject. Or maybe you want to start a product like maybe you're a beauty blogger and you want to start a product and you're thinking hey like I love beauty I know beauty I talk about beauty I tell people about beauty but who am I to create a product no guys it's like be <laughs> like we that is imposter syndrome when you're like hold on or like feelings of imposter syndrome right when you when you're like you're telling, you keep telling yourself you're not adequate, but you a hundred percent are. And it's totally normal to feel this way. FYI, mm-hmm. it's super, super normal. So I just wanted to like put that out there, um, for folks who are like, what exactly is imposter syndrome? I have a couple questions. I think your oh, story, is, I think your story though, is such a good example. Are we going to go yeah. into your story? Okay, okay. Let me here? quickly go yeah. through this. I actually, so good. I might, I shared this very quickly on another episode, but okay. let me give you guys a little bit background of what, how, so my breakthrough moment with imposter syndrome, it's not like, Oh, I've never felt imposter syndrome sips. No imposter syndrome is something that like will come up throughout your whole life. But the, t- I had a real block, like I had imposter syndrome uh, about two and a half, three years ago. I, I don't remember when, but there was a time when I really wanted, I was so hungry for success, man. I wanted to get promoted. I I wanted to ha- like have ownership, be a leader. And at that time, I was so obsessed with job titles. <laughs> I I was like, <laughs> you know this because she's my manager. Oh. Um, I was so obsessed with job titles. And I remember at that time, I was a um, coordinator. And I was so wrapped up on my own job title. And I I really, truly in my heart thought, like, I cannot go talk to these like high-level people which I thought they were super high level at the time, but like, I, I can't talk to sales teams about, you know, training strategy 
because we worked on a training team. I can't talk to this team with like authority. And I, I would talk to Wes about this and I'd be like, Wes, like no one's going to take me seriously, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, she would tell me all the time, like, Kat, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And I remember our boss at the time, this is before Wes, like she was my mentor way before she became a manager. But I remember our boss at the time went on like a month hiatus, um, to like some other country and just took a lot of time off. Yeah. Sabbatical. And Wes was in charge of the team. And of course, Wes being Wes, like, <laughs> very seriously. And she literally put us all, like, she got us in a team meeting and she was like, guys, this <laughs> is our chance. Like, whatever you want to do, I am in charge. So I want you to do it. And like, she just <laughs> totally pumped us up. And when her and I had a person, you know, when we had a conversation, just us two, I went to her and I was like, look, I, I want to do this. I want, I came to her with like all these thoughts on everything I want to do. She's like, Kat, I need you to not like get over your coordination coordinator role and just go do the part of my language. Just go do the fucking things. Like (laughs) talk to these people create these videos. I forget what it was. Maybe you, maybe you remember more, but I remember I was just blocking myself. And in that moment you said to me, I remember Wes, you're like, you don't have, we have to be given ownership. Ownership is something you grab yourself. So she like changed my life, literally my, especially my career mindset. And I was, and it just literally in a snap, I was like, wait, I can own any project I want. And it doesn't matter whether I'm coordinator or whether I'm freaking janitor. I don't know. But if I have value to bring, like, I need to own that shit. Right. I I remember you were asking me, like, wait, can I can I take over this project? I'm like, yeah. Can I take over this project? Go for it. And I was like, you're like, wait, but I but I'm and I was like, I don't want to hear it. It, Who cares if you want this project, if you're in, especially if you're interested in it, that's, you know, a manager's dream is like, oh, I have someone who wants to go do this specialty project. Yes, please go do that. Uh, So sure. So that's my little story. But I have some questions for us that um, I want to bring up because I asked like my entire audience and any every all of my like, you know, my my IG fam. Um, I yeah. asked them about questions they'd have or, you know, times where they feel an inadequate and are just dealing with it. And yeah. I know one person, they are, so think like if you, let's just pretend you're their manager, cause that's what you do. So no bad. Like okay. the best okay. manager in the world, if I came to you and I was like, I don't know what the heck I want to do. There's all these directions I want to go, but I don't feel like I'm worthy of like any of them. Like I don't have the experience. I don't have a focus. Like I'm, and I actually used to tell you this, my, I'm very general, very, like, I don't have a special, like a special talent or a special skill that I can, that I could focus on within our organization. Let's just say. Um, And I don't know. I don't know. Like I want growth so bad. I want to be promoted. I want to, I want that job, but I don't even know like which direction to go. Like I, like, I don't even know what to do, but I know I want growth and 
I don't even feel like I have enough experience or specialty to like do anything worth of value. Okay. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> Let's take it one, one at a time. The first thing I would tell this person is it's great that they're hungry. Like that's the first step. You have to want it. You can't have something that you don't want. And I would also tell this person, you know, if they are comparing themselves to other, you have to remember that um, opportunity and growth and things like that, it goes to whoever wants it more. I've told you this before. It goes to who wants it more. So if you really want it, chances are you're already ahead of the pack a little bit in that way. Mm -hmm. But the second thing I would tell them in relation to that is spend a little bit less energy focused on the results. Again, I feel like I've told you this before. Don't focus on where yeah. you want to go. Focus on the the right now because one day you're going to pick your head up and be like, mm -hmm. holy shit, I did that. I did it three months. Actually, I did that six months ago. I didn't even realize that I accomplished my goals because I was really just paying attention in the moment to doing what it is that I love or, or staying really focused on, you know, you know, checking the things off that I wanted to do. So, you, you know, when you pick your head up, you know, you're kind of putting on the brakes. So, you know, you got to just keep, keep at the rowing and then you're spending all that extra energy that you were spending on. Like, why am I not there yet? Why am I not at this milestone, this point I want to be all that energy could be t put towards the getting you there, the journey that's going to get you to that milestone. So that would be the second thing I would tell them. Um, and, uh, the specialization, so funny, I had a conversation and just the the feeling underqualified for all of these different opportunities. Advice in a little bit of a different way is um, going all in on some, one thing is much easier than trying to, you know, progress all things at once. Yes. And you can't make up your mind on what it is that you want to do. Um, neither will the other person on the other side of that window. Mm -hmm. So if they see that you're about, you know, 80% in on, on these three things, or maybe they don't know that there's two other things, four other things. Um, but if that person is seeing, oh, this person is all in on this, you kind of have to make that choice and you got to stick to it and, and, and see it through because I feel like it, It'll definitely speed up the process. If that yeah, a hundred percent. And just to add to that, cause that's such good advice. Like you guys, we have to learn one, figure out a couple things you're into, right? Like pick three. I don't know. Pick, pick a, if, if, if you're confused of like a direction to go pick three things and you kind of got to choose one. Yeah. Like, sure, you could choose all three, but like Wes just said, it's going to be a slower process. Yep. You just don't want to work against yourself. And you could adjust later. Give it six months. Give it a year. Like, if you want to start, um, if you want to go for a, I don't know, uh, maybe you're in recruiting. I don't know. I'm going to make that up. Maybe you're recruiting and you never want, you don't want to be a recruiter but you want to be a manager in the HR world, let's say, but you're right now a coordinator and you want to go in a certain direction and you're like, oh, I'm in HR and I could go the recruiting route. I could go the training route. I can go like the payroll route. Like there's all these routes. You guys, you got to pick one and give it a thorough chance. If you don't like it, trust me, you could pivot in your career. Like 
it's a hundred percent. It's still going to give you yeah. something. You're adding another tool to your toolbox. But I see this a lot. People, you know, fielding a lot of different opportunities at the same time and being like, well, I just want to see where each one takes mm-hmm. me. Like, I want to see, you know, but again, I think that's putting it in somebody else's hands and you take ownership, you take control when you say, no, no, no. I really am into this and that's the one that I'm going to chase. I'm all in on that. Um, And I think an easy test, like an easy way to, like you said, like it's really hard to know, like, well, what, what do I want? Something I've learned uh, through other training is um, what are your top three values? Do you value inclusion? Do you value independence? Do you value um, adventure and risk? Pick out your three biggest values and evaluate each opportunity, which one is more closely aligned with your values. It's an easy way to weed out the noise, easy way to weed out um, what's kind of just looks like a mass opportunity. Mm-hmm. Everything in your life is thrown off center if you are not connected to your values mm-hmm. through the things you do. And it, it'll show itself in, in different ways, but that would be my advice for like how to center around what opportunity to take. hundred percent. I actually just um, finished an episode a, a little bit ago. It's called Making Decisions and Making More Decisions. And in that episode, I talk about like, if you make more decisions, you get closer to what you want to do, but we got to get quicker. We got to get faster. We got to let go. And one of the, one of the tips I gave in that is, like you, when you have a decision to make, we got to get rid of like the, oh, maybe, or the try, like, don't, don't be vague about it. And to help you do that, know what your values are, Yep. have some values. So you can just, okay, is I have a decision to make, check your values. Is it this, is it adventurous? Is it this, is it, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, and then go like, and then go with it. So like, that is such good advice because it helps you kind of go quicker towards what you want to do when you're just, when you have some values and you can just check the box. Right. Like yep, it, it's it, this it. is me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, Hey, if you're having trouble identifying your own values, ask someone who's really close to you, you know, maybe you're too wrapped up in what's going on with your life. Mm-hmm. But if someone close, like, Hey, what do you think my top three values are? <laughs> You'll probably be surprised. Like they'll just rattle off, like, you know, ownership, authority, and sense of self, you know, like, you know, they'll try yeah. to throw it out at you and you're like, Oh, okay. Per- yeah, 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 it is. So, um, I have a, another question for you. Um, it's more like, have you ever felt this way? And like, if you have, or like, for example, since, you know, you're like a mentor, like if I were to come to you this, like, what would be your words of wisdom? Um, I had someone share with me and I felt this way so much. Okay. They have been growing their YouTube following for a while and they've been making videos. They've been super consistent and they've, they've grown so much that they hit a milestone. Fantastic. And when you hit a milestone, she was telling me I hit this milestone and for some reason something switched and she's like, oh shit, I'm not good enough. My content isn't good enough. And I felt this way when I like have gone, like when I, when I was on maternity leave, I did this workshop, personal development workshop. And I remember, you know, I told everyone <laughs> I'm doing this workshop and I'm the person who like, I tell people first and then I, and then I execute. So I told everyone, Hey guys, I'm putting up the, putting together this 
personal development workshop. I'm so pumped. Save the date. Tickets are going to be available. And I think I remember the day, the day I created like the invite and put a save the date on it. I sent it out, put into the world. And then that was the moment I was like, who am I? What do I know? Nobody, like, I have nothing. Like, I just, I, you hit this milestone. Like you finally put it in the air. And then like, for example, like for the YouTuber, like she hit this milestone and then that's when you feel weird, which is like, why? (laughs) Like, why do I feel this way? Like, have you ever hit something? And then you're like, oh shit, like I'm a boss. And then you're like, fuck. Like, yeah, uh... right now in this job, <laughs> I was like, how did they hire me? <laughs> I really do <duped> yeah. them. <laughs> like, all right, yeah, over kids. <laughs> I mean, do you put your head down after that? Or like, where, what are like your, like, okay, you feel this way. You've already, you've already combated some imposter syndrome to get to this milestone, right? Um, what are like, what would be the, like the first actions you take or like, I don't know, we could go any way around this, but like, like, I don't know, just some things to put your head down and like focus on like the good and keep your eye on the prize of growth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I could probably tie this back to, you know, that person who hit their milestone with the YouTube videos and immediately was like, wait, now, now I'm questioning my content. Now I'm questioning it. Yeah. Um, well, because milestones are a time of reflection. And so I think people revert to like, oh my gosh, I I should look at where I've come to. But being that we're human beings, we immediately Mm -hmm. resort to something constructive um, and not look celebrating. Um, So one, I think immediately first action, celebrate. Celebrating is a very important part to milestones. Love that. Whatever it is that makes you happy, go take yourself to dinner, um, you know, go, go book a show, go do something to celebrate the milestone. Otherwise it's, it's lost and you're going to immediately skip to that step of questioning yourself. And that part is good. Um, I don't think it's great to dwell there. I think it's a good next, okay, now I'm going to light this new fire under my belly for the next part so I can hit the next milestone. So, you know, don't be kind to yourself if you're going through that, but remember to mm-hmm. celebrate and then remember that, okay, this is part of the process and I got to move on when it's time yeah. to move on from that. Okay. I'm dwelling, I'm comparing, I'm like, what's next? How do I get to that next level? When you're like, what do you do? Do you put your head down? Do what made you happy in the first place? Got you excited in the first place? Get back to that fundamental, even if it seems basic, because that's mm-hmm. what's, that's like the spark to your kindling for your new fire. Yes. And I think it gets you back to why do people love what I'm producing? You know, that person yeah. with the YouTube video, there was something special and unique about what you put out there into the world that got you to that milestone. And so if you're questioning, if you're comparing, um, if you're putting your content under a microscope, remember you did something that nobody else was doing. So get back mm-hmm. to whatever it was. And it was probably something that lit you up and made you happy. So yeah. start doing that again. Light, your, light yourself up, make yourself happy, have fun. And you'd be like, oh, this is why people love what I give. This is yeah. where people find value. It's be, it's what what also draws me to it and what draws me to joy so that would be my advice that is such amazing <laughs> advice i so you guys don't trip 
I'm going to re-listen to this and I'm going to literally put down recaps, like <laughs> bam, 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 lesson learns. So if you're not taking notes, it's okay. At the end, I'll run through like the big ones. But that was amazing. Celebrate. It's a time of reflection. Uh, I literally <laughs> am feeling this right now too. I feel like when I put out, I felt this way when I put out the podcast and then all these people were like sharing it and saying, congrats, my friend made a podcast. And the yeah. like deep inside, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what if no one listens? Like, I don't have anything good to say. Like, it, oh my God, like it tore me apart. And like, I'll fake it on IG guys. Like, <laughs> I know I sound all confident, but like I was shaking in my boots, man. Like, and that's such good advice to like, reflect like how did you get here like mm -hmm. you did that and like at the end of the day i love what you said about about like go back to like the why you did it in the first place we were probably super passionate about it and like mm -hmm. when i started on this personal development journey it's because i freaking love seeing people win especially mm -hmm. the underdog like i love seeing like if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that thing I want to do. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to have that job I want to get promoted to like that, you know, that job to be that person, whether it's like the CEO or the manager or an author or you, you know, the owner of your own business. Like, I don't know what you want, but there is nothing I could, uh, I'm smiling right now. There's nothing that excites me more than to see the like underdog win. I know you were like, I love lit up that right shit. Now. Yeah. I love it. I, I am like, I love it so much. And that's what I have to remember when I am recording something and I don't feel like it's good, you know? Like if I don't feel like it's important for people to hear this, we have to think about our audience guys. And we have to think about the why, like who are we impacting with what we're doing? Um, so anyways, <laughs> that like really got me pumped. What, what, <laughs> and what you see had how to that, say. And see how that lit you up. And now it's like, it's where it. did those thoughts go? Right. About, yeah. oh, who's going to care about my message? Do I have enough content? Like that just is immediately, it's like, you know, a, a giant, if I could picture it, right. It's like this giant, beautiful wave crashing onto the beach. That's your passion. That's your, you know, what lights you. And it yes. just crashes onto this beach. And you know, when the wave recedes, it's just dragging all mm -hmm. of those negative thoughts, all of that imposter syndrome, yes. you know, just so guys use that visual, you know, of the wave crashing. It's yeah. Just, it's just taking I all love that, that. Stuff back out to sea, you know, if you guys don't know, Wes is like the queen, <laughs> the queen. Of, yeah. Like she always gives visuals for like any like lessons that she's trying to share. She's so good at that. <laughs> Could I just really quickly touch yes. on what you said when you're like, um, well, I can't, you know, I can't publish that book. I can't, you know, I'm not fit for that. Those voices. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Uh, I just want to touch on that because I had a conversation today sorry if I keep repeating myself here, but this person said, you know, this, this job opportunity, it's a really big reach and I'm not qualified. I don't have this skills yet. I, and then, but then she goes, I know, I know I could do it, but I don't have these skills and I don't have this. I said, Oh, who told you mm -hmm. that you didn't have these skills? Like, do you really believe that? 
She's like, well, I mean, like, I know I don't now, but something I'll learn. And so I'm like, exactly. So I just kind of kept probing. I'm like, no, who said that you can't, you know, who said you can't write a book? Who said you can't start your own beauty line? This is fake. It's not, it's not based on any sort of reality. Mm -hmm. You could have picked this up from somewhere. You, you know, you could have had some, some shitty voice inside your head that, that told you something, told you a lie sometime and now you believe it, but you have to understand it's not real. Mm-hmm. What is real is, you know, your passion to do something, your ability to execute, you know, the way that you bring something to the table that nobody else does. Those things are real. Mm-hmm. And so focus on those things and all that other stuff. Who, whoever said that? I, yeah. you know, and if they said it, they were probably wrong because they weren't you. So. Yeah, it's true. And we will go down a slippery slope by ourselves, guys. Like mm-hmm. we will go down that slippery slope. So I, I love you that. Thank you so, so much for bringing yeah. that up. We have to like, we, we can't believe everything we think. Like we just can't, like we can't believe right. everything we think about ourselves. Show the proof. Where's the proof of those thoughts? Just what Wes said, like right. challenge yourself. So when you do say something to yourself, like I could never do that, or they will never believe in me or, or, you know, whatever thoughts you're having, like, give yourself proof, have some proof Mm -hmm. behind that. Um, and I challenge you, if you're listening to this, I challenge you to like, when you have that feeling this week, maybe today, guys, maybe today, if you have a feeling where you're like, Ooh, maybe today I'll tell my, maybe your small business already. And maybe you've been, maybe you make, I have a friend who make, who makes macarons. Maybe you make macarons and for the first, you really want to own like your own food truck. I'm making this up. Maybe today you could share with your customers that you plan on opening a food truck. I don't know. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Manifest. (laughs) But like, do like, if you're in your head and you're like, I can't, I, I could never do that. I don't know. I, it'd be too much to manage. I have two kids. I like, I can't do it. Where is the proof? What have you not done? Yeah. Like what have Self-sabotaging. Yeah. Don't, don't lean in. So don't I challenge you. I challenge you this week to combat that. Oh, and then insert in the comment sections, like Kat, no, if you did this, let her know if yeah. you your challenge engage with Kat because she loves she loves I you do. guys that's what she likes the most so I really let her do. know if you did your own challenge I yeah please let me know on you know I'm typically on IG but you can also let me know on iTunes um like the ratings all right I want to get into one more thing I don't know if this is directly tied to imposter syndrome but I think it is let's talk a little bit about we talked about our own perceptions and thoughts what about when people actually like don't believe you? So one of the questions was, does it, uh, who makes you feel like you don't belong? Does it come from your own thoughts and perceptions or the actual people in the room? Uh, we talked about per- our own perception and thoughts. Like, what do you think? Like, does it come from both? It definitely comes from both. And I think we just spoke to that in the, in the last bit about when it's your own voice. Um, you know, in, in coaching training, they call it your saboteur, you know, it's your own self-sabotage, you know, you can Ooh. name it, tell it to shut up, uh, those yeah. kinds of things. But, 
um, that's that's always there, and you can you can always identify it because again, quick gut check: Hey, is this real, or does this sound like a like a make believe? Like, does it sound fairy tale, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and fiction? So then then you just shut it down, and then when it's other people. That's tough. And I'm not going to say that there's any easy way around that. Right. Yeah. Um, How have you handled that when there are just people that uh, clearly, whether they don't support you, they don't like you um, or, and again, I know this answer isn't going to be easy, right? It's not like, I I love when people tell me no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you're about to kick Wes into high gear, but, (laughs) um, no, I think it's motivating. I think if everybody just told you, yes, how boring would that be? I just had an encounter with somebody who was like, who apologized to me. Um, you know, a coworker of mine, who was like, I'm sorry, I'm pushing so hard. And, you know, we're, we're kind of going back and forth and I was just sent him a smile and I'm like, this is great. I was like, I'm excited about this. I love yeah. that we're pushing each other. I hope that you keep pushing on me and I, I'm, I'm going to be right here pushing back on you, but we're not going to get better without it. So I I want you to say those things and I'm yeah. super welcoming to it. Um, I lo- as you know, I love feedback. I love constructive feedback. Because yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, evaluate and do the same thing. Hey, what's real and mm-hmm. what's not real. And if it's Mm -hmm. real and if you could use that, see, I love enlisting my, uh, like what would you call it? Like your, your disbelievers. I love enlisting them because if you can change a disbeliever's mind about you, about whatever, about your vision, that is a fan for life. That That is is what you created. So that, that is the person I pick out, like that person who's on the opposite side of the fence. I'm like, yep, that's where I'm going to focus my attention. I don't need to focus my attention on the people who believe in my vision. They're easy. That's, that's done. It's about the person that doesn't believe. Okay. Help me understand what is it that, you know, you don't believe about this or, you know, tell me a little bit more, get to, get to know where they're coming from and, and then. You use them, use them for their insight, their knowledge, and then change their mind. That's where we're going to learn the most. Um, Going back to this question, I I just have to keep reading it for myself. Who makes you feel like you don't belong, like you shouldn't be there? Um, Is it you or is it actual people? You guys, I also, off of what you said, I also want to mention, yeah, people who are most threatened for real. And we have to literally sometimes it's going to take every ounce of confidence, every ounce of energy, every ounce of fake it till you make it. Like sometimes you're going to go have to go so deep in there. And I don't care if, if it's just a drop of confidence that you have, Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to bring it to the table. Sometimes you're gonna have to bring it to the table because it's going to happen. Like there are going to be people that just don't like you. And to be honest, off of what Wes said, like those are the people you could probably learn a lot from, one. And two, like we just have to show up anyway sometimes. Yeah. Whether what even if you feel stupid and even if you feel inadequate and even if whatever, whatever. I felt this way this week actually. I was at a big conference and it 
It was new. It was new to me. I've, I'm, I was with a whole bunch of folks I've never worked before. My confidence level is definitely not where it used to be. So I felt really actually good. Like I was like, ah, you know, like I could do it. But there are little sparks and moments of time where I felt, I felt inadequate. And, and I know for sure there were some people there that probably were thinking like, why is she here? She doesn't need to be here. Um, and I've learned through working with Wes and through my experiences that sometimes you just got to show up with your chin up mm-hmm. and like, and like demand your voice be heard. And it's just kind of what you got to do. So we actually got to wrap up soon, really soon. I'm so sad because I could talk forever about this I know, I know I'm having so much fun. Um, I know for sure if, if Wes is okay with it, I know for sure I'll definitely have her on again because I know a hundred percent that like you guys are going to enjoy this. Um, that being said, I do want to end with one question. This is actually for you. Uh, a question that might be a little bit, I don't think it'll be challenging to you, but it's, this is a question I ask all my guests. Uh, how do you plan on following your fear this year, this month, or this week? What are you challenging yourself on and uh, towards like a, a something that's scary for you, but you know you want it? This is a good one. Wow. Of course, Kat. <laughs> um, I am scared of, which it's in the same theme. Maybe it's, maybe it's a little bit double-sided. You tell me if this is good. I don't yeah. know. I'm scared of inadequacy. I'm terrified of being average and it's a good thing. It pushes me, but it's a bad thing because I sacrifice a lot. I sacrifice a lot of my personal life, my health, my marriage, all those things for adequacy. Um, And a lot of times it also leads me to be super controlling as well because then I can put everything in my court. So I am going to follow that fear by learning when to let go and sacrifice what what is okay to be just enough. I'm going to, I'm going to be just enough where I need to be just enough and accept that I am enough. A hundred. I actually just had a conversation this week about this. (laughs) So you are challenging yourself to be just enough this week or this month or whatever, you know, and and that's difficult for you because you could, I know you, you could go 110 (laughs) all the time. And you sac- you do mm-hmm. sacrifice a lot. We all do sacrifice a lot do, when we go yep. 100 towards anything. So that's amazing. I love, love, love that one. That sounds like a, uh, that sounds like a topic to talk about, actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to wrap this oh, up. Thank you God. so I much. You. I miss you too. <laughs> thank you so much, Wes. Uh, you have- These listeners are so lucky. No. You really call them to action and you challenge them. And I, I love the interaction you have going on here. So thank you for having me. I had so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Wes, just to let everybody know, She's amazing. I love her. If you have a question, a thought, email her. What's your email? It's Wes, W-E-S, Blosnick, B-L-A-S-S-N-E-C-K at gmail.com. You can reach out to me anytime. Yeah. If you're interested in a coaching session with Wes, uh, please reach out to her. She'll give you all the deets, but she has been an amazing coach to me. So again, if you really liked what she said and like need someone to like 
talk to. She offers coaching sessions um, and she can definitely give you more info if you email her. Uh, But thank you so much, Wes. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I had such a great time recording it. I'm going to give you a little recap on everything we talked about. So number one, stop worrying about your status and focus on your value and impact. Number two, if you're comparing yourself to other people, remember opportunity goes to the one who wants it the most. So go and get what is yours. Number three, spend less energy and time focusing on the results of what you want. Focus on the now and one day you're going to look up and realize, oh crap, I made it. Number four, going all in on one thing is better than going a little in on a whole bunch of things. So sorry to break it to you, pick a thing, stick with it for a while, see it through and give it a real chance. Number five, figure out what your top three values are and pick opportunities that align with those values. Number six, when you hit a milestone, you guys, we got to celebrate our wins. Realize how far you've gone. And then when you get a little bit of that imposter feeling, remember, hone in on why you started in the first place. Number seven, call out negative talk and negative self-talk and question it. Say, do you have some proof? Huh? Huh? Whoever that voice is in there, do you got some proof? And I'm pretty sure they know. Number eight, you can learn a lot from your critics. See it as a learning opportunity, but don't put too much focus on it. Number nine, be open to feedback so we can continue to learn and grow. And number 10, sometimes you're going to have to dig real, real deep for just a teeny, teeny, teeny drop of confidence to show up at the table, but use that confidence and always show up. If you enjoyed this episode, if you took even a little ounce of knowledge from it, please, please, please share it on your IG stories, share it with a friend. Like it means so much to me for you to do that. And this is how podcasts grow. So it would mean so much to me. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I had a blast. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Mwah.